0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and it is time for another episode of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis and I am the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is great to be with all of you today on a Victory Monday. Oh, wow. We have had those few and far between. We had one in week one. We had one in week six and the Pittsburgh Steelers are granting us another one here in week 10. I hope they're not spread out far apart, but just like that, I hope we're not talking week 14 and week 18 for our next two victories. That means that the Steelers will be 5-12. and I think a lot of you would be excited about that because of a high draft pick, but not all fans think the same. It's okay for you to think any way you want. Like Journey said, any way you want it, that's the way you need it, any way you want it. Oh, man, I can get into some journey on a Monday morning. And it's been a journey for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they got their third win of the season, like we just said. And it was Kenny Pickett's first complete game of the season. That's very important. I really think that he needed this, and not just the season, first complete game victory of his professional career. So you've got to go ahead and look at that and realize that even though he gets the victory and he gets credit because he got the start against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that was not smooth sailing. Mitch Trubisky came in and got that win for the Steelers. So it was one of those things where, you know, he didn't really, that was not Kenny's victory. You know, Mitch doesn't get credit for that victory, but it really was Mitch's more. And we're not trying to decide the importance of that Kenny Pickett is the number one quarterback here in Pittsburgh. He's the QB one. Some people think that he played amazing yesterday. Some people pl- thought he played good, maybe a little bit better than above average. Maybe he was average. Some people think then those that think that he, he just sucked yesterday. That's what some people think. And Hey, the way you view your fandom I've said this time and time again, I'm not going to tell you how to be a fan. I'm just going to tell you how I'm a fan and how it gives me some inner peace in doing it. So if I go ahead and take a look at that game yesterday against the New Orleans Saints. Well, I thought it was a complete game, not just for Kenny Pickett because he played the entire game. I thought it was for the entire offense and definitely the defense, but bad. Did you see how bad the defense looked right before the half when they were up 10, nothing. And the next thing you know, it's 10, 10. Yeah, I did. And there was a part of me that thought that, ah, here we go again. It's over. You know, they had the good start. They can't play a full game. Now, when I say a complete game, other people and I've already been challenged on this in the 24 hours since the Steelers played the New Orleans Saints. But bad, do you realize that the Steelers in that, that Kenny Pickett, he couldn't finish off drives. And they had those field goal, att- they had all those field goal attempts in that. Yeah, they had four field goal attempts. They only got two of them true. That should have been a 26 to 10 game. In fact, when I called it. On the preview the other day, I said that this game could be 30 to 27 or 31 to 27. And I was incorrect, but they had two other scoring chances, which when you look at them, you convert one of them into a touchdown and one of them into a field goal. You're 30 plus. So this team is close to getting it together. Is it together? No. But is it almost there? seems that they're going to grow every week and get close to almost there for 2023 and progression is kind of what we're looking here for especially with a rookie quarterback now as for Kenny's performance 18 out of 30 199 yards I believe well you know it's not that bad he did have the one touchdown pass Which was really important for him to go ahead and get. Actually, excuse me. No, he had the touchdown run. He did not have a touchdown pass, but he engineered the drive and he got out of trouble with his legs. And that's all there is to it. We haven't seen this in a while. When he's getting out of trouble with his legs, he could sometimes not just get you the first down, but get you a 20 yard gain. And I, believe the Steelers as a whole had about six 20-yard gains yesterday on the ground. They looked really good. Najee Harris seemed to have found some mojo. Man, one more yard would have given him the century mark. Would have loved to have seen that for Najee. And then you had some big runs and some catches by Jalen Warren. Are the Steelers a running back by committee? Almost seems like it. Mike Tomlin was asked that in the press conference, and he said, well, we've been talking about it. And if you draw your own conclusions, Mike Tomlin is now not relying on Najee Harris as a bell cow cow back because he can do it that way. It took him a long time to realize that, you know, this works, it keeps your guys fresh. So you're going to see a lot of carries by Jalen Warren. Najee Harris is going to be the number one guy. He's close to 500 yards. And the team has played nine games. Yo, he very well could have a thousand yard season, but that's not what it's about. It's about getting better every week and moving the chains. And there was no point in that football game yesterday where you felt like, all right, they're going to be lucky if they win this. You could have... Said so that at halftime when it was 10 to 10. But it just felt like they were the dominant team. And you got to go ahead and look at time of possession being a major factor in them being the better team yesterday. Time of possession was, I believe, 38 to 22 in favor of the Steelers. So I felt the entire time that even though They weren't putting all those drives into the end zone. They put two of six drives into the end zone. I just felt that they were moving the ball well and they were not making critical mistakes. Sure, mistakes were made. The pass rush was not amazing. The offensive line gave up sacks. Kenny Pickett gave up sacks. Kenny Pickett had 12 incompletions and he threw behind some people. He almost got picked off once, which I'm shocked he didn't. But they did not commit turnovers. They did not make those mistakes. Now, there's things you can look at. Hey, Bad, did you see Deontay Johnson when he ran backwards? You, you can't do that. No, I was mad about that. Can't. But when I look at Deontay Johnson, he's going backwards because he thought he could move a whole lot more forward, and it just didn't work because he started dancing. And that's what happens there. But we've seen dancers do very well. Marcus Allen, maybe. Gosh. I remember when he reversed field in 1984 in the Super Bowl and had a then record until one fast Willie Parker beat him out for it. Who now has the longest run in Super Bowl history, 75 yards. You know, we can look at all that. There's plenty of mistakes that you can pinpoint. But I just felt with the lack of turnovers from the Steelers, and they for they won the turnover game, they forced to. I just felt that the play calling, and I'm going to I'm going to call it play calling was a nine out of ten. It was almost phenomenal. I don't love the Wildcat, but I see what you're doing. I thought the play the inside handoff to George Pickens, and he said, you might never see that again. But I thought it was brilliant because nobody saw where he was going. I didn't. I was I was confused at home, and I saw it go through. Kicking game was bad. Boswell's out. Rest comfortably. Get better. Get better soon. I know he's on the IR. Will they make a change at kicker after just one performance, one bad performance? By Matthew Wright, they may, they might say, "All right, let's try Nick Skiba again." Doesn't hurt him to do so, but that's up to them. They can go ahead and make that decision. But all I'm going to say about this Pittsburgh Steelers team right now is we've asked them to have heart, we asked them to fight, and ask them to see progress. We saw progress at the end of 1988. We saw it at the end of 2013, where they almost got in. They started out 0-4. They were also 2-6, ended up 8-8. We saw progress, of course, in so many seasons when you thought it was over. And I know that's not good enough for everybody, and I get it. Mike Tomlin has the talent on his team to go ahead and win more than what he's doing, and I get it. But that's not going to change this season. You got to ride with who you have right now. And that's it. Look, I'm not going to disrespect you if you say fire Tomlin. That's fine. But don't disrespect me when I say it's not going to happen mid season. But bad, they did it in Indianapolis. That's the Ursays. That's a team that will change midseason. It's a differently run organization. Yeah, they got rid of Frank Reich. And now everybody wants him to be the offensive coordinator. Hire him now. You're not going to. You're not going to upset the apple cart. You're going to improve. Now. A lot of people will be disappointed with if the Steelers keep continuing to get better. And look, they just got blown out two weeks ago. They beat a team that a lot of people say, well, they're terrible. They beat a horrible team. Why are you celebrating? No, you celebrate wins because Super Bowl champions beat bad teams and squeak by bad teams. That stuff's going to happen. But what I really want to look at here is the fact that if they're making progress, then you're probably going to see Matt Canada back next year. So some of those fans out there are going to want the Steelers to tank. Not just for a draft pick, but for to get rid of Matt Canada. It just doesn't work that way. You would hope that they would go ahead and make a move at the offensive coordinator position. But what if over the next eight games, this team goes six and two? What if that happens? And they end up nine and eight. And they sneak into the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen, but what if they do? That's great progress. And people are going to consider Matt Canada part of that progress. So it's a double-edged sword for what you want. You want them to win, but you don't want that guy around. And so you just hope that they go ahead and make that decision and change things. But that's next year. They're not making a change in midseason at this point. Mike Tomlin said yes because it was after a loss, and he just wanted to shut people up, I think. And now he's like, well, but bad. Now he's going back on it now. Well, no. Man, you just have to say what you, you've got to say there. Now, I want you to process this. A lot of people are going to have that preconceived notion that the Pittsburgh Steelers beat a bad team and they won ugly. There were not many times, maybe in the at the end of the second quarter, where I thought, all right, they could blow this. But I felt comfortable most of the time in that game that they were going to win. At one point in the third quarter, I felt for sure that they were going to win that game. And luckily, I was correct. But we've seen that movie before. We've seen it happen. But you've got to understand that just because they beat a bad team doesn't mean they won ugly. They controlled that game. And that game should have been a blowout. It wasn't. But they still won by 10 points. And it wasn't one of those wins where, remember 2020? They started out at 11-0. Half those wins, you're like, yeah, they won. They're undefeated. But you felt it. You knew it was going to fall apart, and it did. So many times they had to come back. This time they took a 10-0 lead. It should have been a bigger lead. It really should have. They should have won that game. You know what? I'm they should have had a one field goal, I'll take one miss. And they should have converted one of them to a touchdown. That game should have been 30 to something. That game should have been 30 to 10. And even if you you give New Orleans an extra touchdown, 30 to 17 is what the worst that game should have been. They did not win ugly. Process the fact That they won. There's going to be some people out there that just feel the season's lost. And wake me up when 2023 starts. I get it. But part of the enjoyment is the ride. And overcoming struggles. And I think they're going to start overcoming struggles. I'm not going to go ahead and predict the rest of the season game by game. Apparently some people think that's not a good idea. You know, I understand that. But what I'm going to do is if you look at this schedule, you've got a Cincinnati team without Jamar Chase that's not the same. I kind of think they sh- Cincinnati should win that game. You've got an Indianapolis team that, yeah, they won in Jeff Saturday's debut, but they weren't good. Come on, they weren't good. They almost lost that game. If the Raiders were anything, they would have beaten them. Atlanta just lost to Carolina. Atlanta's leading the division, but somebody has to. I think Tom Brady's going to take that division over. But you've got Atlanta coming up. Then you've got Baltimore twice. You've got Las Vegas, who's really bad on Christmas Eve. They're really bad right now. They're, They're a mess. You've got Carolina in there. Then you have the Browns. So with that schedule, say you lose that schedule at worst, at worst really should be four and four. That would make you a seven and 10 team. But if they go five and three, which that's very possible too. They win games they're not supposed to win. I think they split with the Ravens. And if that happens, you're five and three, you end up eight and nine. And a lot of people will challenge me and say, well, bad, that's not good enough. That's a losing season for Tomlin. I don't care. All I care about is what if you end up six and three after your bye week, after a two and six start, then you've got something to talk about. Bonnie right? Ask you, let's give him something to talk about. This is the something to talk about that you could hold on to. So let's go ahead and take a break. We need to go ahead and... Listen to what our sponsors have to say and we will be right back after this for now well, the accountability part of our week here at BTSC. It's bad language. I'm bad. Stick around. We'll be back after this. You will oh, come on, girl. i the worst looking man you've ever seen. Welcome back to Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I'm the podcast producer at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you check out BTSC for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs, especially with the Steelers winning a game. Yeah, they are now three and six on the year, and a lot of people like me are saying that that arrow is pointing upward, so you want to check out BTSC for everything you want to know about this team. With eight games remaining, it's going to be fun. It's going to be Interesting, to say the least. So, you know, check us out. Definitely do that. And also check out this morning's episode of Let's Ride with winners and losers from Jeff Hartman. From that win over the Saints, we had a lot of great stuff over the weekend, especially Last Minute Thoughts with Dave Schofield as we got ready for this game as well. So, so many things going on. There's going to be another episode of The Hangover tonight. Jeffrey Benedict with From the Cutting Room Floor, and then The Fix as they look a little bit further towards the draft and still talk about the Steelers' victory as well and what they need on defense. It's Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts. So we are going to check all of that out. So make sure that you are right here wherever you download your favorite podcast. And the reason I mentioned all of those people there is, well, They are our staff and we do staff picks here and we do our accountability check every single Monday to see how we're looking here. And so let's go ahead and do that. Let's everybody, everybody felt like the Steelers were going to win this week. So yeah, you really can't sleep on anybody, everybody, a perfect 11 and Oh, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to go a little bit further with it being 40. And the point support not going to matter because the Steelers did win. But with it being 40, you can go ahead and see that some people were right on. Some people like me were way off. Some people would have won the money in Vegas. So I'm going to give you three winners this week because they came the closest. Let's go down the line. Jeff Hartman. Steelers 23, Saints 17. He got the push, so he's not getting the money. Dave Schofield, Steelers 23, Saints 13. We're going to go ahead and give Dave the money here because he had the win. He had the under as well. You got to like that there. And also, he came the closest. He was three off in both directions. So with Steelers 23 and Saints 13, it was 20 to 10. I was way off. I get half of it though, 31 to 27, taking the Steelers. KT Smith would have got the money. 20 to 17 was his score. So I'm going to give KT one of the wins here as well for having the Steelers at 20. But if we're looking at a point totals, Dave is going to be ahead of him to win the week. Jeffrey Benedict, Steelers 24, Saints 20. So he took the over. Also taking the over was Rich Schofield, 2019. Shannon White took the under. He's 20 to 17. He's seven off like KT. He's one of our winners this week. Jerry Betts, 17 to 16. So he took the under. So he's a winner this week, but not in our top three. Bradley Locker, 23 18, took the over. Still had the Steelers winning. Kyle Kreiss, he took the under. With 29. Man, that's impressive. He had the Steelers 16. He had the Saints 13. He was seven off. So we're going to put him in our top section. Tony Defeo, 20 to 16. We're going to put him in the leaderboard. He took the under with Dave Schofield. So our four winners this week. I know I originally said three. Our four winners. With a tie, Tony Defeo and Dave Schofield, and then Kyle Christ from what Ian's talking about, and from, here we go, the Steelers pregame show, KT Smith. Those are our four winners this week. Everybody's a winner because the Steelers are a winner, and we're Steeler fans. And I didn't bet in Vegas, so I didn't lose any money. So I'm happy about that. I'm good to go. Let's go ahead and take a look at what we do. This is one of my favorite parts of the week. We go ahead and have our over-under section, and we do that on the Steelers preview, and it's for bragging rights. If we look at last week's standings, Dave Schofield leads at 31, I am in second place at 30, Jeff Hartman is at 29, but that can change each and every week, and it's going to, we're going to see some separation this week. The very first one was Kenny Pickett passing yards, 224.5. Dave and Jeff took the over. I went ahead and took the under. I get the point. Kenny Pickett had 199 passing yards. Pat Fryermuth receiving yards, 65.5. He had 36. We all took the over. Nobody gets the points. KP8 passing touchdowns, one and a half. Jeff and I took the over. I wasn't going to, but I I... I felt like I had to. Dave took the under. He gets the point. George Pickens targets. Jeff and I took the over. I was compelled to take the under, but I went with the over because I'm excited. Dave took the under. He gets the point. Rushing yards total for the Steelers. Everybody took the over. It was 99.5. They had 217. They doubled that line. You got to love it. Sacks, four. This was one where we were going to have a definitive winner because somebody had the under, somebody had the over, somebody had the push. I was the one with the under. The line was four. Steelers had two. I get the point. Jeff took the over. Dave took the push. If we go ahead and look at the point spread, we all get points because the because the Steelers went ahead and covered. But only one of us gets the under, and you've already heard this, and it's Dave Schofield. I took the over, Jeff took the push. So points this week. Five for Dave, four for me, two for Jeff. So what's that show us? Well, it shows us this. Dave is now further in the lead. Two over me. He has 36. I've 34. Jeff has 32. So it's weird when Franco Harris is the uh the lowest number there, but we're not talking about running back acumen. Dave gets the drone bettis. I get the now. Well, we'll just say I get the Walter Abercrombie or the Tim Lester. Like number 34. I got the Terrell Edmonds this week, but he's not a running back. But there you go. I mean, that could change. I know Jeff was leading for the longest time. I've never led this year, but I'm too behind. And, you know, that's just thinking outside the box. And maybe I could get there. But as long as we have fun doing it, and as long as the Steelers win. Now, the last thing that we're going to go ahead and take a look at here. So my bold and bizarre predictions, (laughs) yeah, bad, you're never right with this stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. What I look at the most is to give you an article that you just have crazy fun with and we can think outside the box with. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and take a look. There was legends in the stadium this week. So I had the Steelers banning Bougie Smith-Schuster. With you know, with all those dignitaries there, I had him banned because there was fear of him humping a legend's leg. You don't want that to happen. Boogie was in Kansas City, very uh, a rough injury. Man, uh, it, Juju was knocked out, so hopefully Bougie was able to provide nod, uh, not not Najee, excuse me, Juju, provide Juju some comfort, and it looks like he's going to be okay. Patrick Mahomes shared that he. After the game, he was up and around and being himself. So that's good for Juju. We wish him well. doesn't matter whether he's wearing red and gold instead of black and gold. Yeah, he'll always be a stealer to me. Mike Tomlin attempts to beat New Orleans for the first time in his career to earn a win over every team in the NFL. Which T's strategy is to convince his team that since both teams' color schemes are considered black and gold, that this could be an easy win since they are used to beating themselves. Well, they did get the win, and Mike Tomlin has now beaten every team in the NFL at least once in his career. It's a three-game losing streak against them. Ben Roethlisberger calls his own press conference to remind Mike Tomlin that he once had a victory over New Orleans, and to remind Kenny Pickett that as well. And you know what? Kenny Pickett now has that victory too. Kenny Pickett goes 25 for 38 and 210 yards. Sears quarterback throws for two touchdowns, goes interception free. I'm right about interception free. I'm wrong about the touchdowns. He was 18 for 30, which I like that line a whole lot better. I had him at 210 yards. I was off by 11. He had 199. That's not bad. On the weekend, when Heath Miller is being honored. Pat Framuth catches 14 balls and two touchdown passes to celebrate the touchdown and the 82nd anniversary of Walt Disney's animated film, Fantasia. Flip Fantasia. That's not from that, but I always remember that. loop? Remember loop? Featuring Mickey Mouse in a ballet dancing threesome of hippopotamuses. Number 88 gathers his linemen line to give them all tutus and perform to the delight of the crowd. That did not happen, but who did not want to see that? Steelers get called for illegal men downfield only once. Hey, they didn't do it at all. Najee Harris gains 110 yards on the ground, scores a touchdown, did not score a touchdown, did not go over 100, but he was, a, I'm a, I'm 11 off there. He had 99. Steelers get two sacks, one by a returning T.J. Watt. Steelers get two sacks. They don't get one by a returning T.J. Watt, but T.J. Watt was awesome in this game. Cam Sutton and Edmonds pick off Andy Dalton. Nah, did not happen. The defense helps the cause by scoring a touchdown. That did not happen. The Steelers' rushing defense struggles against Alvin Kamara. My gosh, they allowed 29 total rushing yards for the day. Steelers get four touchdowns on the day. Nah, did not happen. And a field goal from Matthew Wright. Yes, did. I must be delusional because I'm picking the Steelers to beat the Saints 31-27. to 27. I'm always delusional. Steelers won 20 to 10. I don't care. I'm calling that a victory. The Steelers win. That's all I want. So with that being said, that has been bad language. That has been our accountability section. Once again, stay tuned to BTSC for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. So many good shows, over 22 originals every single week. My name's Brent Anthony Davis. I'm the podcast producer of this show. And as always... I've got to say it to you, and I can't stop saying it to you. This has been Bad Language, and I ain't apologizing for nothing.